come on and love him today. Come on and give him praise in this house. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We can set our hope on your love. We can set our hope on you. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Come on, let's just clap our hands one more time unto the Lord, for he is good. He is great. His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures to all generations. I will remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord. Amen. David said, in the land of the living. I know we're going to walk on streets of gold. But I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. What a confidence we have in God. We ought to give him praise one more time. Lord, we give you all the praise. Lord, we give you all the praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Welcome. Amen. And happy Father's Day. Amen. Can we give all of our dads a great big hand? God bless you in the name of the Lord. Amen. And I, I, I want to say to our fathers, we, we need you now more than ever. Amen. Our nation needs you. This generation needs men of God who will stand in the gap. And we thank God for each and every one that is here today. We continue our journey uh, through the unique year of 2020. But God is still God. And he's still good. And he's still on the throne. Amen. And we're so honored that you're here today in the presence of the Lord. We do want to say uh, we're adding another component to our journey back to normal scheduling. Uh, July 8th, after the 4th of July holiday, we're going to be having midweek service on Wednesday night. And uh, we're looking forward to that. That's going to be a good time. Uh, we need to continue to come to the house of God. We know that a lot of people still are, are waiting to come back. And uh, I know that we have a little bit of a uh, an uptick uh, throughout our nation of of infections but you know what god is on the throne and uh, and this virus is is going to weaken in jesus name and we are unafraid we're going to be careful and show wisdom but we're unafraid and we're going to go forward in jesus name we welcome all who are watching live stream and we thank you so much for your faithfulness to the house of god and faithfulness to the kingdom of God, and uh, we're going to look into the word of the Lord today. I I'm inviting your attention to the book of James, and we're going to read from the uh, first chapter of the book of James. I want to read one verse of scripture, and uh, the verse I want to read is verse 17, James chapter 1 and verse 17. Now, this is Father's Day, so we're going to talk about father but the father we're going to talk about is the father who sets the template for any and every other father that should ever live and he not only sets a template for fathers but he sets the template for any relationship we have James chapter 1 verse 17 says this every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the father of lights with whom is no variableness neither shadow of turning. Amen. I want to preach to you today on this subject, Father of Lights. Father of Lights. Could we just lift up our voices together in the presence of the Lord and seek God in this house and ask for His blessing in Jesus' name. Let's do it now. God, we thank you for every person that is here and that is watching. We pray, Lord, that you will move in this house. Let your word be anointed. Let your spirit have his way. I pray, Lord, that you would operate as you see fit. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we thank you and we give you all glory and honor. We pray for an anointing of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Upon the messenger and upon the word. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Everybody said amen and amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. We began a series this past Wednesday night called The Miracles of Jesus. And in that series, we, we opened with the, the seeing miracle, the miracle of opening the eyes of the blind. 
I want to continue to elaborate a little bit on that as we talk about the Father of lights. The first words we hear Jesus or God speak in the word of the Lord is found in the book of Genesis, the first chapter. We understand, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And, and, and that, is a, that is a hopeless situation, that the earth was without form. There was no, there was no order to it, and it was void. This means that it had no ability to sustain life. There was no life-sustaining ability in the earth. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. This is an impossible set of circumstances. But something happened in Genesis chapter 1. The Bible says the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. The Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters and God said, let there be light. Now, when the Spirit of God moves, it will take what is an impossible set of circumstances and immediately begin to change those impossible circumstances. Even as we sang just a moment ago about the goodness of God. Remaining confident that I will see the goodness of the Lord. How many felt that? When you began to say it with your mouth, I remain confident in this, that I will see the goodness of the Lord. When you began to praise God like that, you felt something. What you're feeling is the spirit of the Lord. The Bible says that the Lord inhabits the praises of Israel. He lives inside our praise. So when, that's why coming to church is such a powerful experience because this person starts praising him and that person starts praising him and the folks in the back start praising him and the folks in the front start praising him and, and, and he is inside everybody's praise. So it's not just an emotional thing, it, but, but the Lord of glory inhabits the praise. So that's why when you're down, you need to praise him. When you're struggling, you need to praise him. Because the Lord lives inside of your praise. So, so that spirit of the Lord begins to move through the praise. And, and that's what happened in Genesis chapter 1. The spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And it prepared the, word, the way for the word of God. And the word of God was, let there be light. Now, when the Bible says, let there be, the word there is a Hebrew word, and it's simply this, haya, haya, that's the word. And it means, I am. So when God said, let there be light, he was saying, I am light. And the moment God identified himself as the illuminating power that fills the earth, the template, the preface, the foundation was laid for all creation to come into being. I am light and there was light. Any place that God identifies himself, there is light. Any place where God says I am, there is then an illumination of those things. And so, so now mind you, this is, not, this is the first day of creation where he said, let there be light or I am light. This is not the fourth day of creation where he created the sun, the moon, and the stars. So in other words, the light that he said, let there be light, that light was not a light that came from the sun. It did not come from the moon. It did not come from the stars. The sun could go dark tomorrow and the moon could stop reflecting the light of the sun and the stars could stop twinkling, twinkling little star, and we would still have light. Because the light we lean on is not a light that comes from what is created. It is a light that comes from the very essence of the glory of God himself. He said, I am light. There was light. And it laid the foundation for everything that he created from that point forward. Now, John, when he wrote his gospel account, 
he deals also with the beginning of time. And he said, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. But this wasn't just any old Word. That Word that took place in the beginning. Let there be light or I am light. But this was the Word that was with God. And furthermore, the Word was God. Which lends credence to why God said, I am light. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. That's John chapter 1. What he's saying is that word that came forth, was actually God. When he spoke that word, it was God speaking it, and it was God coming forth. It was The word was with God, and the word was God. And everything that was made was made by God and by the word of God. And in him was life. Hallelujah. In him was life. And the life was the light. So that light that came forth from the mouth of God, let there be light, was actually life. It was the essence of life. And it was the light. That is a reference, ladies and gentlemen, to an actual life that was lived on this earth. It is the life that is supposed to be lived on this earth. Did you know you and I are supposed to be good? You know you and I are supposed to be holy? You and I are supposed to be righteous. Do you know you and I are bad and we are unholy and we are unrighteous and all have sinned and come short of the glory of God? That is the basic fundamental understanding of a person who comes to Jesus Christ. We do not come to him with fleshly rags of our own righteousness. We don't come to him saying to him, I'm good, I'm great, I have it together. No, we come to him in our brokenness. This is why we can't look down on anybody around us. Because there's none of us who deserves to be here in the presence of God. Not one individual deserves to be in the presence of God. We come into his presence in humility. We come into his presence thankful that he would have mercy on us. Grateful that he would show us his amazing grace. Hallelujah. The life we are supposed to live, that righteous, holy, good, pure life, we are incapable of living it in our flesh. So there was only one who lived that life and lived it on our behalf and welcomes us into his nature to empower us to be able to live that kind of life. And that is the one we worship. His name is Jesus Christ. Is there somebody that loves Jesus today? He's the one we worship. He's the one we praise. He's the one we lift up. He's the one we exalt. His name is Jesus. That's the life. And that life that he lived for 33 and a half years, that life is the light that shines in the darkness. Now, I know that our world today seems like the world in Genesis 1-2. It's without form. It seems to be void. Darkness is upon the face of the deep. We see the prince of the power of the air at work. We see the, the, the God of this world at work. We understand that the devil is on the loose. But don't misunderstand. In Jesus is life, and that life that he lived is the light that shines in the darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. What that means is that the darkness can't stop it. The darkness can't prevent it. The darkness cannot stand up to it and shut it down. The light is going to shine, and the light is going to shine in the darkness and illuminate the darkness. Anybody ever been in a dark room? And I mean a dark room. I'm not talking about one of those rooms where the light kind of shines in and you can make your way around. I just was in a room where there was no light from nothing. And it was, I'm not going to lie to you, it's a little unnerving. I heard stuff creaking and cracking and I couldn't tell if my eyes were closed or if they were open. 
I wasn't getting up till morning because this was a little too this was a little too too dark for me. I just didn't know. I couldn't make my way through the room. That's the way our world is. They can't make their way across the room. They can't make their way through this challenge that, that where they find themselves suffering and struggling. And the Bible describes a condition of the blind leading the blind. And, and, and it actually describes a situation where a blind person will be trying to make their way through and they can't make their way through. And so another blind person comes to them and says, I will show you the way. But the blind person who's leading them takes them by the hand and begins to lead them. But they're blind, and the person they're leading is blind. And so the blind are leading the blind, and they both, the Bible says, fall into a ditch. That's what's happening in our world. The blind are leading the blind. But the Bible said, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate. Day and night he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper we don't walk according to the blindness of this world we walk according to the light that is in jesus christ oh hallelujah we walk according to the light of his glorious gospel we walk according to the power hallelujah of his great light i was with a pastor from dayton ohio my good friend brother ken dillingham and he was sharing with me again his testimony he was sharing it with me because it involved my cousin, Pastor Jonathan Urshan from Centralia, Illinois. I said, Pastor Dillingham, could you share with me again how you came to God? So he did. He described how that his stepdad and his mother lived in Minnesota, but they were buying an insurance company that had four locations in Illinois. And this, there was a business group that his stepdad belonged to, and they were trying to to purchase these locations and they got a good report from one of the insurance companies and it was it was looking good and, and it was good progress so they decided that they would celebrate they went out to a little uh, bar and grill and they were celebrating on the TV screen at the bar and grill came up a image of a preacher preaching a televangelist well they began to mock the preacher and, you know, make fun of him. While they were doing this, there's some guy they don't even know sitting a couple tables away. And he hears them mocking this preacher. And he just kind of says, I wouldn't do that if I were you. They look over and they say, how you doing? He said, I wouldn't do that if I were you. And they said, okay, I'm serious. He said, Pentecost is real. And they said, all right, buddy. <laughs> Appreciate it. He said, I'll be right back. He goes out to his car. He pulls a cassette tape. Anybody remember what those are? Yeah. Well, if you, if you, if you were born after a certain time, we'll, we'll give you a tutorial on what a cassette tape used to be. And this cassette tape he brings in and lays it down on their table. And it was Pastor Jonathan Urshan, my cousin, and he was preaching, what will you do then? And it was a message about what are you going to do if you are lost? What are you going to do if you miss the second coming of Jesus Christ? And so they just said, all right, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. He said, listen to this. This will help you. All right. All right. They, you know, if we turn our back to him, maybe he'll go away. He goes away. They take the tape. But the Dillingham stepdad just kept it with him. And it was a little while later, he thought, no, I'm just going to throw this in for sheer entertainment. And he popped the cassette tape into the tape deck. But the spirit began to move. And when the spirit begins to move and when the word goes forth, what was without form and void and had darkness covering it, there's illumination that starts happening. And as he listened to the word of God come across this cassette tape, his heart became pricked. And he started realizing his lost condition and his need for salvation. And he, he felt it strong. It, it got a hold of him. He looked up that church and went to Centralia, Illinois.
to sit in a service. He walked in and sat in the back of the service and just kind of watched these crazy Pentecostals worshiping the way that they do. And, and, and that's why, ladies and gentlemen, that's why when we come into the house of God, we just need to be who we are. We're, we don't, we love God and we praise him like he saved us. We love God and we praise him like he brought us up out of a miry clay and set our feet upon a rock to stay. We're not trying to just get through another Sunday morning. That's why when the whole church is able to pack in this place, there's an energy that takes control of us because it's one testimony after another of an individual saying, he lifted me, he set me free, he delivered me, he redeemed me, he healed me, he brought me out. Hallelujah. And he just kind of sat in the back and watched all these crazy folks praise God like God had lifted them out of their despair. And, and he felt something come on him. Two elders came to the back and they said, can we pray for you? He said, that, that, that would be fine. And they prayed for him and this is what they said. They said, God reveal to him your truth and fill him with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And he said he began to shake under the power of God. And he fell out speaking in other tongues. When he did, he landed on the guy next to him. He started speaking in tongues. And on and on it went. Several people received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Today, his stepsons, Ken and Chris Dillingham... Ken Dillingham pastors in Dayton. Chris pastors in Toledo. And they're reaching hundreds and thousands with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you something. Because when the light begins to shine, the darkness cannot prevent the light from illuminating. The darkness can't prevent the light from doing what the light is supposed to do. The Bible said every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from above. I'm going to tell you the gifts that are most precious. They're not what sit in your driveway. They're not the house that you live in. They're not the name brand clothes you wear upon your back. And they're not worldly acclaim or fame. But the best gifts are those that come down from above. And they come from the Father of lights. This means enlightenment. The best gifts you'll ever receive are the gifts when God enlightens you, reveals to you his name, his blood, his word, his power, his plan. Because he has a plan. Can I remind somebody today that Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. That where I am, there ye may be also. Can I remind somebody today, Jesus said, my kingdom is not meat and drink. But my kingdom is righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. He's got a plan. And if you are walking around in the darkness of this world, you will be confused you will live in chaos you will live depressed you will live submerged in a place of total condemnation with hopelessness and helplessness feeling like there's no way out I pray in Jesus name that the light of the glorious gospel will shine in your heart and let you know Jesus is the answer it's not a cliche it's not just some saying that you've heard religious people say. He is the light that lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He is the hope of every soul. Hallelujah. He is the hope of every soul. Saul of Tarsus was, was riding down the road to Damascus. And the Bible said, listen, he was so steeped in his deception. What he believed was right. He was so steeped in it that he believed it was okay for him to kill people who followed Jesus Christ. He felt so convinced and so deceived that, that he felt it incumbent upon himself to actually do harm to those who called themselves Christians. And he sought legal right. To do this. And he carried with him on this journey down the road to Damascus. Papers authorizing him to wreak terror among the Christians. And while, I'm, folks, he's lost. He's blind. He's living in darkness. He actually is, in his mind, he's religious. In his mind, he thinks he's doing a work of God. And he's lost, 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 
lost. The Bible said a great light began to shine. But the Bible says something unique. It says that a light began to shine above the brightness of the sun. Have you ever even seen a light that shines above the brightness of the sun? It's summertime now, ladies and gentlemen. You walk out into this sunlight, you know, you, 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 you're inside for a little while, you know what it's like. And then you walk outside and it's, got to have your sunglasses, looking cool with your sunglasses. Because the light of the sun is so bright. But this light was shining above the brightness of the sun. I'm going to tell you something. Ladies and gentlemen, that, that the light God wants to bring to this world is going to be so bright, it will blind them to the things of this world. That's what God had to do with Saul. The light began to shine so brightly that Saul's natural vision was taken from him. For three days, he could not see anything with his natural vision. God has to shut down our faculties to the point that we're not looking around us at the chaos and the confusion of our world, but that we're only looking upon the light of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. It's so shown upon Saul of Tarsus that he could not see the world around him and he was forced to only deal with that light that was shining above the brightness of the sun. I want you to know Jesus said I am the light of the world but he didn't just say I am the light of the world he said ye are the light of the world. We are to be in this day what Jesus was in his day. We are to let the light Hallelujah of Jesus Christ to shine from within us upon a world that is filled with darkness. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now Saul took what he received that day and he reached the nations. Do you know that's why we're here today? Because of the ministry of the apostle Paul. It was, only, it was only reaching certain people before Paul stepped onto the scene. And Paul began to say, I must needs go. He would have dreams and visions where people in cities were saying, come over and help us. Hallelujah. Can I remind Tree of Life Church that the reason we're here is not just to have a good little church service on Sunday morning and, 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 and just get comfortable with that. That got kind of disrupted, didn't it? We got real used to and real comfortable to coming to church and getting our praise on and just kind of having a good time in the Holy Ghost and, and that energy that comes from it. But, but God said, you know what? I'm going to allow things to get disrupted in your world and understand what the church is really here to do. Yeah, we come in here and we fuel up our gas tank, but our work is on the outside of these walls. Our work is to bring light to a dark world. I, I, I fear sometimes, I fear sometimes that Christians forget there's such a thing as being lost. Because we're, we want to make people feel good and so we don't want anybody to get the impression that they're lost. But Jesus' whole purpose for coming was to seek and to save that which was lost. If you want to know about a place called hell... You go and read the words of Jesus because it was Jesus who taught us intricately about a place called hell. This version of Jesus that has him to where he never says anything that conflicts with people's ideology is a false Christ and, 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 and yea, an antichrist. This Jesus, hallelujah, of the scriptures is a Jesus who tells you the truth about a place called heaven and a place called hell and a thing called being lost and a thing called being saved and he taught us, hallelujah, that you've got to lay everything aside and follow him. He didn't say, I'm one of the ways. He said, I am the way. He didn't say, I'm one of many truths. He said, I am the truth. I am the life. And no man comes unto the Father but by me. Glory to God. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, he's the only way. Somebody said, well, there's lots of ways. That you can get to salvation. No, no, no. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the way. Somebody said, yeah, but you know what? I-70 comes into Indianapolis. And I-74 comes into Indianapolis. And I-69 and I-65 all come into Indianapolis. There's lots of ways you can get to Indianapolis. 
that's fine. I'm not trying to go to Indianapolis. I'm trying to go to heaven. And there's only one way to go to heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ. But I'll tell you what. Jesus will go into all the world and he will send his apostles and his disciples and his believers into all the world to preach this gospel. Hallelujah to whosoever will. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, hear what the word of the Lord says. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, hallelujah, I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm just going to preach a little while. Y'all, y'all, you know what? Y'all came to the wrong service because I don't have another service that I have to shut down for. Hallelujah. Just sit back, relax. We're going to have a good time. He said, seeing we have this ministry, tree of life, we have this ministry. We can't get lost in the problems of our world. We have this ministry, this healing, this salvation, this redemption, this calling, this anointing. We have this ministry as we have received mercy, we faint not. Anybody received mercy? Ah, oh, Lord, have I'm going to raise both hands. I'm going to raise my foot. Lord, you know how much mercy I've needed. Lord, you know how you picked me up. You know how you saved me, how you rescued me. I, I, listen, don't, don't get it twisted. I don't serve God because I'm so good. I serve God because he's so good. He's been so good to me. I want to give him the rest of my life and all of my heart, my mind, my soul, and my strength. As we have received mercy, we faint not. Notice what he said. We have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. You don't have to be dishonest anymore. Because you're blameless in Christ. We have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty. Not walking in craftiness. Nor handling the word of God deceitfully. When you're preaching the gospel, you don't have to bait and switch. When you're preaching the gospel, you just lay it out. You don't have to have gimmickry and, 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 and deceitful manipulations. We don't handle the word of God deceitfully. But by manifestation of the truth, we commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. Have you ever looked at this world and say, what in the world is wrong with people? Their eyes, their minds are blinded by the God of this world. Because they believe not the truth. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ... Who is the image of God should shine unto them. Verse 5. And I, and I was kidding about keeping you here all day. Just so you know. I'm coming to a close. We preach not ourselves. We preach not ourselves. I commit to you tree of life. When you walk in here you're not going to hear a bunch of my pet peeves and preferences. And all the kinds of things. All my opinions and conjecture. You know, it's not what we preach. We preach not ourselves. But Christ Jesus the Lord. We're going to preach Christ Jesus the Lord. And ourselves your servants. For Jesus sake. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. Hath shined in our hearts. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you something. His light has to shine in your heart. And when his light shines in your heart, it will shine out into the darkness. You say, well, his light shines in my heart. Really, does it? Does it shine? Do your eyes squint? Is it shining? Does it affect you at all? Are you excited about it? Do you have joy? Do you love people? Are you concerned about their eternity? These are all evidences that his light is shining in your heart. And the lack of these things is evidence that somewhere, somehow, his light has been cut off from you. And Paul said, I'll tell you why, because the God of this world hath blinded your mind. This is why 
I'll get up and I'll, and I'll plead to, to turn your eyes off of this world and turn your eyes upon Jesus. Tune this world out and get a hold of God. The kingdom is coming. The kingdom is coming. The kingdom is in us right now. That's where the kingdom is. The Jews were saying, when are you going to overthrow Rome? When are you going to overthrow Caesar? And Jesus said, you don't understand. My kingdom doesn't operate the way the Gentiles' kingdom do. We're not talking about coming in on stallions and overthrowing. No, no, no. My kingdom is a spiritual kingdom, and it's inside of you. And what's happening now, ladies and gentlemen, is for the kingdom to be manifest from the people of God. This is what Jesus said. He said, I've given you a candle, and you've put, in a, you've put a bushel over the candle. Well, I'm ripping the bushel off. All the little comfy confines you had, I'm removing it. And you're going to let your light shine, or the light's going to go out. It's time to let the light shine. I rebuke every voice in Jesus' name that says the best days of the church are behind it. The best days of the Christian faith are behind it. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus Christ. You do not understand the word of the Lord and you don't understand the things of God. This is the moment of revival. This is the day of end time Holy Ghost apostolic revival. My Lord, God knocked our crutches out from underneath our arms and he said I'm going to anoint you hallelujah to be witnesses unto me. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. Come on, if you hear somebody sound like they're hungry, go grab the cassette tape, throw it on their table. You never know what God will do through one little action or gesture that lets the light shine. Jesus said, let your light so shine. I love that language. Let your light so shine before men that they beholding your good works. Woo, how do I let my light shine? Good works. Good works. Hallelujah. Let the, let the love that God gave you, let it be an action that you do for someone else. Let the mercy that God showed you, let it become an action that you do for somebody else. The hope that God gave you, let it be words falling off your lips. Hallelujah. Let the praises, hallelujah, of the Lord flow out of your mouth. I can hear the word of God say, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth Ooh, glory to God and when you let your light so shine before men they beholding your good works will glorify your father which is in heaven you want to change this world let your light so shine let your light so shine the darkness can't comprehend it. But pastor, it looks really dark out there. Pastor, it looks really sad out there. A lot of people are hurting. A lot of people are broken. And, 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 and a lot of institutions are just coming apart at the seams. And, and it looks like there's, there's chaos and there's confusion and there's problems. Let your light so shine. 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 Did you know Jesus turned this whole world upside down? He ministered for three and a half years. In that little village he came up in called Capernaum or Capernaum, I've been there. It's, it's little, little, little. The people that he ministered to one person at a time, these were obscure, little, seemingly insignificant miracles that didn't make headlines. And he turned the world upside down. One heart at a time. One interaction at a time. One word, one deed, one gesture. One good work at a time. Let your light so shine. Hallelujah. The darkness can't prevent it. And what was without form and what was void will come to life. Abundant life. Eternal life. Everlasting life. If you believe it, just lift your hands to him. and Lift your voice to him. Say, Lord, I believe. Tell him, Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I feel an anointing of God in this house today. I feel like there's a calling going out. I believe there's a call of the Spirit going out into this 
room right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Woo, glory to God. Hey, go ahead and stand with me if you will. There's a move of God happening here. I want to, can I just talk to you for just a moment as we, as we wrap things up? I want so bad to have every seat in this house and I want every seat filled with all the good people of God together in one room. I'm so sick of coronavirus. Y'all just, just let me lay on the couch here and talk to you for a little while. I'm so sick of coronavirus. I just can't wait till we can all get back together, all of us, and just worship God together. And we're going to build that building. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. And we're on track and we're not losing our focus. And we're going to build that building and we'll be able to all be together because we'll be able to spread out a little more than we can here. But, but hear me. I'm not going to miss this moment. I don't know what all God is doing, but I'm here for it. I'm not missing this moment. This special little moment that we have where it's, it's different, but I'm, I'm, I'm capturing this. I'm capturing this. And I'm tucking it away in my heart and saying, Lord, whatever you're trying to do right now, do it in me. Do it in me. Use me, Lord. Help me, God. I want to be who you've called me to be. I can hear the Spirit's voice. I can hear the Spirit's voice. Can you hear it? Can you see the light? Can you see the revelatory light of God? Come on, help me right now just by lifting your hearts, your hands, your voices and saying, God, let me hear it. Let me see it. Let me walk in it. Let me be who you've called me to be. Let me be who you've anointed me to be. Anoint my words. Hallelujah, my Lord. I feel your presence. Hallelujah. I feel your presence right where you stand. Call out to him in the name of Jesus because he's making you and molding you in this moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on, all across this building, just go ahead and reach out to Him. In the name of Jesus. In the you name of Jesus. Life, My God. You are love. Ha, you bring light to Thank you, Jesus. The oh, yes, Lord. You, give hope. you, you restore, restore every heart, every heart that, that is broken.
the song says, all the earth, all the earth will shout your praise. That is a biblical promise that every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess. There is a biblical promise that all the nations of the earth are going to go to Jerusalem and Jerusalem which is above is the mother of us all. It is a biblical promise of God that the whole earth is going to see his glory and call him Lord. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, 
This is time to reach people. Not time to be defeated or discouraged. It's time to let our light shine and believe every promise of the kingdom. Hallelujah, hallelujah, every promise of the kingdom. Hallelujah. I know everything that can be shaken is being shaken. That's, that's also a biblical promise, that everything that can be shaken will be shaken. That doesn't catch us by surprise. Hallelujah. We have our heart fixed and our eyes set upon the Lord and his kingdom. Lord, if you can use anything, you can use me. The ungodly are driven away like the chaff which the wind driveth away. The man built his house on the sand, and when the storm came, the sand could not hold the house. The house collapsed. There was a man that built his house upon a rock, a wise man. Jesus said, upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Hallelujah. As you go from this house, go with good works in your hands. Go with good words in your mouth. Go with the light of the glorious gospel shining from your heart and from your person. Hallelujah. Knowing that Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is coming soon. Ooh, hallelujah. Come on, let's lift up our hands and praise him right now. Thank you, Jesus. If you've not been baptized in Jesus' name, let us baptize you today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We're going to sing this again. If you'd like to receive the Holy Ghost, just lift up your hands and let God fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. You'll speak it in a heavenly language in Jesus' name. If you need to go, we understand. We're going to dismiss from the back to the front. But let's sing this song again in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. It's your